Hello and welcome to the Dunkel Index podcast for this Thursday, March the 4th edition. I'm Ben and here with me as always is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey Ben, wow, I, I can't believe the All-Star break is already upon us. Snuck up on me. I, it's going to be our last podcast, at least for the NBA for a while. We'll continue to do some college basketball podcasts. Maybe, maybe we'll start to weave in some NHL too. That'd be nice. Um, but uh, really, really snuck up on me. So we're at the halfway point. Yeah, I know. Surprising. Uh, here we are. You don't want to do a podcast on uh, on the All-Star game? <laughs> the players slam don't dunk even... contest? The players don't even want to play in the All-Star game. So I don't know if it's even worthy of doing a podcast. I was listening to Van Gundy last night on the um, oh, it was the Brooklyn-Houston game. And I think he said he hadn't watched an All-Star game since the one he coached in in 2000. So that's the kind of regard that uh, Jeff Van Gundy has for the All-Star game. And certainly there's been more kind of moaning and groaning about playing in it this year. And for good reason. Listen, these guys have played a ton of games in a short span of time with very little off season. So I certainly get it, but uh, yeah, I think we'll probably stay away from that one and uh, at least focus on the games that matter, whether it's on the hard court or the ice. (laughs) Yeah. I can already hear uh, the complaints. They're going to do all the events on one night and uh, that it always kind of feels like it drags on by the time you get to the dunk contest, but then to have the all-star game after that, probably it's just going to be too much. Most importantly, are they playing the celebrity game? That's always the game. I think that one has been canceled this year. (laughs) Oh, that's too bad. No Jay Beebs out there shooting around. Uh, That's I know. uh, I know America's going to miss that game. Well, luckily we got one more night of uh, games that do count. And last night, wow! I we've got to take one quick minute to. Talk about that Sixers jazz game. And I know our listeners are probably sick of us talking about Joel Embiid, but that three pointer there at the end of force overtime, that's, that's an MVP caliber shot in what's been an MVP caliber season. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, just incredible. Uh, I've never seen anybody that size do something like that before. So uh, yeah, amazing and a uh, great comeback for them really. It was a great comeback. You know, hats off to Utah. Uh, They definitely are worthy of the best record in the West. I mean, the way they moved the ball around and then just set up guys like Ingles and Bogdanovich to knock down threes. And they just haven't been missing threes. It will be interesting to see. Come playoff time, as Markeith Morris would say, you know, playoff time is different. We'll have to see if those open threes are going to be as open. But right now, you give Utah an open look and they are going to knock it down. So, very fortunate win for the Sixers. Very fortunate win for the index. Uh, we did go with the Sixers on the money line there. So really, uh, really enjoyed that game last night. Enjoyed the Villanova-Creighton game much less. Uh, Creighton didn't show up in the first half. Even when Colin Gillespie went down, they just couldn't get anything going. They did make a run in the second half. Cut it to five at one point, and I thought maybe we're going to get the backdoor cover here, but Villanova closed it out. So I went 2-1 and on our game picks, so let's see if we can head into uh, the All-Star break with uh, some winners tonight, huh? Yeah, that sounds perfect, and we'll get started in the NBA. Uh, Our first game is Milwaukee at Memphis. Bucks are 21-14 and so far this season. 
Grizzlies 16 and 15 so far. Line here is Milwaukee by six on the road. What do you think about that? It's a pretty big number on the road, but I think we're going to stick with the Bucks here. After a rough patch early in the season, Milwaukee's right back where it's been accustomed to being near the top of the Eastern Conference standings heading into the All-Star break. Five wins in their last six games currently has the Bucks in third place in these two and a half games behind the front-running Sixers. Uh, they did lay an egg in their last outing. They fell at home to Denver, 128 to 97. But it certainly wasn't Giannis's fault. He finished with 27 points on 10 of 15 shooting. And the two-time MVP, two-time reigning MVP, I should say, is back to playing at the level that he's become accustomed to. He's averaging 29.1 points per game right now and shooting 63% from inside the three-point line. Overall, the Bucks' offense is just too good to stay down for long. And they come into tonight's matchup ranked second overall in scoring, third in field goal percentage, and fourth in three-point percentage, and first on the offensive glass, where Giannis loves to get second-chance points. That really contrasts nicely with a Memphis offense, which has pretty been pretty up and down, but more down than up this year. They come in ranked just 22nd in both field goal percentage and three-point percentage. Um, Grizz have been playing better, no doubt. They've won three of their last four to get back into the playoff picture in the West. They now trail a number eight Dallas by just a half game. And they're coming off of 125-111 win over the Wiz on Tuesday with uh, John Morant looking more like the John Morant of last year. He had 35 points and 10 assists. But Morant and uh, company probably going to have some trouble keeping that momentum going against the Bucks tonight. In fact, Memphis is just one in five against the spread in their last six games following a win by 10 or more points and one in four against the spread in their last five as an underdog. So hard for Memphis to keep that momentum going, especially with the offense that just struggles to find consistency. Bucks meanwhile, we uh, meanwhile respond well to adversity and come in with an 18-7 and seven record against the spread in their last 25 following a loss by more than 10 points. So they definitely view those losses more as a wake-up call than a sign of things to come. We'll take the Bucks to bounce back here. Six is a lot on the road, but feeling that uh, going into the All-Star break, Milwaukee's going to want to play all out tonight. I expect a big game from Giannis, who's been turning in big games of late. Uh, we'll take the Bucks tonight to go on the road, finish with a win and a cover. Okay. Yeah, losing that last one by 11, so just slipping it in there. Um, yeah, I like that. Starting off the road trip with a win in Memphis. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go now to our second game, which is Miami at New Orleans. The Heat are 17 and 18 this season. Pell's 15 and 20 overall. Line here is New Orleans by two and a half at home. What's your take on this one? Yeah, well, let's take another look at an East-West matchup tonight as the Heat take on the Pels. Both teams come into this one licking their wounds right now. Miami has clawed its way back into uh, being somewhat relevant right now in the Eastern Conference standings. They had a six-game winning streak, but that came 
to an end with a big thud on Tuesday as they lost to the Hawks. Nate McMillan's Hawks now at home, 94 to 80. Uh, it was their lowest point total of the season. But it's not surprising, much like Memphis, uh, Miami just has had a hard time finding any consistency in that offensive game. I think injuries and, of course, Jimmy Butler being out for a while hasn't helped. But uh, they shot a woeful 37.3% from the field against the Hawks, who are not necessarily known for great defense. And they made only 9 of 33 from beyond the arc. And that's not going to get it done uh, in the NBA, except if you're the New York Knicks. Uh, Not to be outdone, the Pels squandered all the goodwill that they had generated from that big win off of over uh, Utah the other night by losing last night at home to the Bulls, 128-124. New Orleans cut into the 19-point deficit to make it close in the end, but done in by poor free-throw shooting, uh, including uh, our good friend Zion, who we did have a player prop on yesterday, and he did go over the 7.5 rebounds, but I'm glad we didn't take him to shoot better than 50% from the free-throw line because he was just 8 of 16 from the line. Impressively, though, uh, he was spotted going back out onto the court after the game last night to get in some extra work. So you like it when the young star is willing to get back out there. And he did that last night. Uh, While both teams should be better tonight, uh, one stat that stands out from that Miami-Atlanta clunker is the fact that they were out-rebounded by the Hawks 47-26. to That does not bode well tonight going up against a Pels team that ranks number one on the defensive glass and number five on the offensive glass, as we talked about with Zion and his nine rebounds last night. Uh, he throws Steven Adams in there. There's just not many rebounding opportunities for Miami tonight. In addition, Miami's inconsistency on the offense has been a problem all year, and the Heat are now just 26th in the league in scoring. While the Pels, they may not always play defense, but they do play offense, and they currently come in at number four in offensive scoring. Pels' losing record doesn't bode well for Miami either, as the Heat have not really played well against teams with uh, who they you know, should be beating up on at this stage. In fact, they're just 8-17-1 and one against the spread in their last 26 games against teams under 500. And the Pels have been pretty good about Bouncing back from bad losses, uh, currently 4-1 against the spread in their last five following an ATS defeat. So we're going to bank on that extra work from Zion last night, working out those free throw line woes, uh, the dominance of the Pels on the board, and maybe more importantly, the fact that they know how to score points. And Miami doesn't always bring its offense to the table at home in the Big Easy. We'll, We'll take New Orleans to go into the break with a win and a cover. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's go now uh, to our college game for tonight. We have number 15, Texas, at number 16, Oklahoma. Line on this one's Oklahoma by two at home. What do you think about that? Yeah, let's get out of the Big East uh, where we really um, crashed and burned last night on the Creighton pick. Go back to the Big 12 where we had some success Earlier in the week with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and and we're going back to Oklahoma. You know, anytime you got the Red River rivalry, I know it's not football, but you got to play this one up. Uh, And these two are tournament-bound teams who are jockeying for seeding position right now. 
Longhorns have a half-game lead over the Sooners in the Big 12 standings. Loser of this one tonight could fall all the way to seventh in the in the standings, and that would mean a first-round game in the conference tourney, which I know nobody wants to play more games than they have to right now. And so this one's got some, something riding on it, um, in addition to, obviously, the bragging rights over winning the in the Red River rivalry. Um, neither team has really been tearing it up lately. Longhorns are coming off a win over a struggling Iowa State team, but can't really point to that as being all that impressive. And prior to that, they had dropped two of three uh, against Texas Tech and West Virginia. And the Sooners, as we talked about in that game against Oklahoma State earlier this week, they've now dropped three straight. Uh, but by only 13 points, they've been competitive all three. The last two were to in-state rival OSU, and they were each by four points. One silver lining for the Sooners is the return to form of Brady Manick. Manick has been out, uh, I should say had been out for an extended period because of COVID protocol. Really had a hard time finding his range uh, coming back. Uh, included in that was Oklahoma's win over Texas in their first meeting, 80-79, to 79, in which Manick went 0 for 5. And that was just the second time in his career that he'd been held without a field goal. But against Oklahoma State on, on Monday, Manick much improved, 20 points, including four three-pointers. Oklahoma's going to have any shot tonight. They're going to need a good game out of Brady Manick, and he it looks like he's at least playing better right now. Getting up for big games has not been a problem for Lon's, Lon Kruger's team this year. In fact, they come in 7-2 and two against the spread in their last nine games versus teams with winning percentages above 600. Has always been the case for Shaka Smart's team. In fact, the Horns just won 6-1 right now against the spread in their last eight against teams with a winning percentage above 600. So definite contrast in big game performances right now. We're going to, in the Red River rivalry, going to take OU to bounce back, get out of that losing streak. The line is a very manageable two points. They're at home in Norman tonight. Brady Manick looking better. We're going to take Oklahoma to get into the win column, cover the two in the Red River rivalry. We'll give us the Sooners and minus the points. All right. At home. And uh, yeah, getting ready for the tournament. Exciting time. Yeah, it is. No, definitely. In fact, the NBA break gives us a little more time to focus on some of the conference tourneys, which are right around the corner. We've got some of the smaller conferences already starting play. So, yep, good time of year. Uh, looking forward to, you know, hopefully get this tournament in, right? That's all we want right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, numbers, I think, have been pretty good for us. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, I like the mini bubble concept up in uh, Indiana. I think uh, they've got a good game plan. So let's hope nobody comes down uh, drastically sick here in the conference tourneys. I'd hate to see somehow the tournament affected by that, at least with, for some of the better teams. You know, you want to you want to make sure that the teams that, that can win it have a chance to compete here. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I think uh, it's time now for the player prop section of the Yes. Podcast. Yes. Good call yesterday um, on Zion, which we posted on the website. I think uh, we came up a little short on Dame. 
Um, on the 3-3, three, three, he gave us three threes, I think. <laughs> so he was consistent for the 3-3. Three, three. Uh, but most importantly for Portland, he gave them the game winner there to beat Golden State, but uh, fell just short of our, our prop play, didn't he? Yep, yep. Surprisingly did uh, come pretty far short of uh, his target. I think it was four and a half. Um, really wasn't close all game. So, yep, that was just a miss. That was that. Yeah, Lisa, you know, you'd rather miss by a lot than a little. And our misses lately had been by a half point. So at least on that one, um, you know, we didn't have to bite our nails down the stretch. But let's see if we can deliver a winner tonight, shall we? Yes. So, uh, yeah, we'll shake that off and we're going to start totally fresh. And uh, if you look around the league tonight, you'll see Nikola Jokic is playing. So there you go. But. (laughs) <laughs> Not going to recommend that one on the podcast because we're going to mix it up a little bit. And I'll do something we haven't done so far, and that's pick a Celtics player. Uh, they're going up against the Raptors tonight, who got obliterated uh, by a really weak Pistons team last night. Uh, so Raptors on the road against the Celtics. And Kemba Walker's points total on over-under is at 19.5. He's gone over that in his last four, uh, playing a lot better lately. So I like Kemba Walker over 19 and a half points tonight. Listen, we've ridden the Celtics the last couple days uh, to some nice victories, including that win over the Clippers. I think a big part of Boston's turnaround here, and we, we called it. I mean, Boston's just too good to stay down for long, and you've gotten some really good value plays out of the Celtics the last couple games. Big reason for the turnaround is, is Kemba. Uh, he's gone over 25 points, I think, in two of his last three games. Uh, so he's starting to regain that form. And, you know, that just makes Tatum and Brown that much better when he's uh, an offensive threat. So, and as you said, Toronto, you know, we're just talking about how we want to make sure, you know, we get this NCAA tournament in and hope hope some of the better teams aren't affected uh, by the pandemic. Uh, Toronto right now is the team in the NBA that looks to be most impacted. Siakam out, Van Vliet out, uh, Ananobi out. Um, I know Lowry's playing, but clearly that wasn't enough last night against a poor Pistons team. And Boston, I know, wants to head in to the break with a win tonight. And I expect Kemba to have a, a boatload of minutes. So that that sounds under 20 uh, with the line, uh, yeah, Kemba's uh, been going over 20 pretty pretty consistently of late. So I like that play. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick Nurse also not with the Raptors, so they're real skeleton team. Yeah, yeah, the whole, pretty much all the coaching staff is out too. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, if there's one team that has been most impacted by, by this, it's it's been Toronto because they're not even Toronto. The Tampa Bay Raptors. I mean, you don't fear the North. <laughs> we are the North, or we the North, whatever they say up there. It's we the South uh, with the Raptors right now. So uh, they're a nomadic team, and now they've gotten hit big time. So, but I know uh, sympathy probably ends when, once the players take the court, and Boston's had its own problems, and they're going to look to get right tonight, no no doubt. We're, we are going with the Celts as well tonight in that game. I think that lines up to eight or nine points. So 
looking for a good game out of Canva for sure. Awesome. Well, yeah, let's head into the break uh, with some winners. And it looks like we'll be off from the NBA till about next Wednesday. So in the meantime, we'll just be giving some uh, college hoops picks. I think I'm going to get the skates out, too. I oh, yes, think, yes. I think we may throw some uh, some puck in there. So, yeah, let's uh, we'll, we'll spice it up a little. Thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, come to dunkleindex.com for all tonight's NBA picks, all of today's college basketball picks, all of today's NHL picks. Uh, we've got uh, – uh, the uh, FCS, can you believe it, Ben? Do you know they're, they're playing football right now? Um, we've got the spring FCS games going on. I wasn't sure if they were going to play, but they're they're playing. So if you're a fan of North Dakota State or Northern Iowa or Southern Illinois, then come to dunkleindex.com and you can get uh, all of our football picks for this weekend. Um, so, yeah, you name it, we've got it. Come check us out. Absolutely. And also uh, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Dunkle Index. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back next time. Sounds good. Thanks, Ben. All right. See ya.